Hey, everybody. So we are really glad to be with you today. Uh, I'm joined by Ben, our director of worship ministries, and executive pastor Leanne, and Rachel, our kids ministry director. And we're just going to have a little bit of a conversation today that we would invite you to um, just join in and listen in on. So as you know, hopefully you know, that our mission here at Crossroads is to love God and love others. And scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 that without love, even our most amazing gifts are nothing. I think it was actually um, Kate Roshansky's dad who first pointed my attention to the, the shape of the cross. There's a vertical dimension, love God, and then there's a horizontal dimension of, of love others. It's a great graphic reminder for us. If we're serious about loving God, we will take intentional steps to grow our abilities to love others well. What does that mean? Well, at Crossroads, it means that as a part of our regular rhythm, together we take time to learn about, to practice, and to grow emotional capacity and relational skills. As Pete Scazzaro says, you cannot be spiritually mature without being emotionally mature. So to that end, today we're going to start some material based on Pete's book, Emotionally Healthy Relationships. <laughs> Specifically, we want to love others well, and we will make time for and have intentional conversations, or as Scazzaro refers to it, we will learn how to take a community temperature reading. So that is our first skill of this series, community temperature reading. And it's got five parts. We're going to talk about each part and have a little discussion after each one. They are not five parts that have to flow one to the other. The thoughts can be totally separate. The sentences, the responses, all of that can be individual. That word community is interesting there. It threw me a little bit when we first started reading this, but basically it means relationship. So it could be between you and a spouse or a boyfriend and girlfriend. It could be between you and your child. It could be between you and a team at work. It could be between you and peers at school or people you live with. So basically it's taking a moment to connect, check in on a relationship that you have going in your life. And it requires brief sharing, okay? So this isn't meant to be something that will take hours. It's just a quick check-in maybe at the end of the day um, with whoever that is in your relationship that you're, you're practicing this skill with. And each of you get to respond briefly to each prompt. So you guys ready? First prompt is appreciations. And this is basically where you take time to just say to the person that you're having this conversation with, I appreciate X about you. Now, a lot of us have grown up in families where this may not have been something we did, or you had to wait till someone did something really, really special to appreciate them. This is not that. This is just something really simple, basic. I appreciate that Tom and Ben turned up early today and got all the equipment going, ready for us to record today. So, any guys, you guys have any experience with this in your relationships? Absolutely. If, if somebody comes at me hot, I'm going to shut down. If somebody wants to ask me a question, to change me to change something, much better suited for that if, if they can come at me with an appreciation first. Right, because mm. it turns on all those uh, things in our brain that make us relationally open, right, to hearing the hard stuff. It brings some joy, maybe some good vibes <laughs> before something comes. Are you guys good at this? Um, I think when I... Uh, when I'm thinking about trying to encourage um, team members on the worship team or just friends, um, I try and you know think of things that I appreciate that's unique to them. Yes. Um, so yeah. I try and be specific um, that things that I've noticed that they do um, or things that um, I see them um, saying to other people, 
um, and how they encourage other people. Um, I try and be observant of those things um, so that when I have conversations with people, I can point them out. I think I also have to be really intentional about doing this in my relationship with my husband because like in my head, oh, of course I appreciate all these things right. that you've done, but I need to be purposeful about pointing out those little things that he does like, hey, I really appreciated that you got up early and made the girls lunches. Hey, I appreciate that you collected all of the garbage in the house, like whatever those little right. things are that, um, that are easy to take for granted um, in a relationship that happens all the time. Right. And that goes back to what I was saying last week, right, about intentionality, mm -hmm. being purposeful and having, and this is a huge part of any one of these. Right. And this aspects. is probably the easiest one to practice this week. If you, if you want to pick the, one of these five to practice this one, start with this one. It's, a, it's an easy one. Okay, number two is puzzles. And we start this with, I'm puzzled. Now, this is one of those ones where body language and tone of voice is really going to make a big difference on how you communicate this to people. But it basically is when you don't understand or you're not sure why something happened or how someone behaved in the relationship, it gives you an opportunity to talk about it without accusing them of something or misunderstanding it or complaining in a way that will have them on the back foot. So I know Tom has some thoughts. <laughs> um, I've learned how not to do this in right. 27 years, 28 years of marriage. Um, I would often come home in a house that had two very active boys in it, um, and it would generally come out like, why is there another hole in the wall? Or right. why is there a pile of slurge in front of the TV? And Gail would think it was coming at her, and it wasn't really meant for anybody. It was just me being not happy that there was slurge and holes in the wall. And being puzzled. Right, yeah. but I, right. I, if I, mm. taking this and using it like, hey, I'm puzzled about what happened here, mm -hmm. rather than uh, attacking, right? That's, the, I think, the difference, the, the attacking mm. versus true curiosity. Right, because it gives uh, Gail or the person who's getting this I'm puzzled sentence some opportunity to give a very reasonable explanation as to why there is splurge in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps you come down as the person who's kind of annoyed or puzzled by it to come down a step or two in your reaction as well as you right. listen to the explanation. So this is a good one. And even though I'm puzzled is not a word that we use a lot, it's another good one to practice in a way that you can keep your tone and body language mm. just open to whatever the response might be. All right, so number three is complaints at, with possible solutions. And this is where we might be able to bring up that light, sort of easy-to-solve thing that might be bugging you in a relationship. So you start the sentence with, I notice whatever it is that's bugging you, and you give a possible solution. I prefer, and then a solution to it. So I notice that you always leave your coffee cup in the car. I would prefer if we bring our cups in at the end of each day and wash them. It's a simple solution. It helps you sort of address the thing that might be bugging you in a way that helps the two people or two parties solve this fairly simply and easily. So I know Ben has something to share on this. Yeah, so I would say that my wife, Brittany, actually does this very well. And she does this without any kind of overtones or any hidden meanings. So she'll say, you know, I've noticed that we tend to leave the dishes around the house a lot. And um, she might not say, I prefer, but she'll say something like, you know, could we, after we're done eating, just bring the dishes directly to the sink and soak them so that they're not lying around the house. Um, and she always, tries to include both of us, so she's mm. not pointing it straight 
at, as it, my fault, mm. but uh, as a team effort, you know, trying to figure out a solution together. Yeah, I love that. So one other, just additional thought to this, right? So this is for everyday kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, later on, as we delve further into emotionally healthy relationships, we'll talk about how to address bigger, bigger issues that, you know, just the stuff that's kind of just needs more attention, needs more focus and how to have hard, harder conversations. So I just wanted to, in case that was like maybe firing some signals in your brain about, well, I don't know if that would work for right. something mm. more major. Right. And keeping it, like we said, with open body language, open tone helps uh, solve some of this stuff and make just things more efficient as you go day to day in these relationships. All right. Number four is um, new information. And this might just be where something's happened during the day or as a team, in, if you haven't met for a while, that you might need to share with the other party to keep them up to date with any developments. Um, sometimes we forget when the life gets busy or we're tired and then important bits of information get missed and we're looking at each other with like, what? I didn't know that. And it makes it really hard. So I know, Rachel, you were thinking yep. about this. Um, the, and I think the my new information is, is a great way to start it. And if it, if your sentence structure feels weird, it's okay. Just use the prompt. Um, like my new information is I'm going on a camping trip with my little munchkins in the backyard or, um, you know, <laughs> Sometimes uh, my husband John will say, oh, you know, I did you know this about me? Or did I tell that to Tom? Or was that to David? Um, and so having these intentional conversations around what your new information is could be a really um, just good point in time to say, okay, I, I do need to tell you this thing because I already right. told Tom or David. Right. Um, right. And especially like when life gets really fast. Right. Mm. I mean, you might be like chopping vegetables and somebody's like leafing through the mail. And you're like, hey, you know, this, this new thing came up. My new information is. But um, yeah, we've been talking about trying to slow down and this is one way to help put on the brakes right. and keep the communication moving. Right. Yeah, I and find could, this. Oh, go on. I was just saying, it could be a really big thing. Could also be a small thing, right. depending say, on the calendar? last time. Yes, that's right. Yeah, when yeah, things yeah, totally, come and go totally. off the calendar, and we're driving in different directions, that it's a really helpful one to check yeah. in. All right, and then the last one is. Uh, it seems like it could be a lot bigger, but again, it's another way of just checking in with the person that you're in a relationship with in something that might be on their mind that, you know, you, you haven't heard them talk about for a while, and that is um, hopes and wishes or hopes and dreams. And it just starts with, I hope. And it could be as simple as, I hope it doesn't rain for our camping <laughs> trip this weekend. Or it could be like, oh, I've been thinking about, you know, wanting to redirect my work. I, I hope I could, like, find a place to do a master's degree. It could mm -hmm. be something like that. But again, it's another easy one to practice this week. Maybe around the dinner table, um, you might just go around and say, hey, everybody say what you're hoping for in this next week or this next month yeah. and share it. And I think you'll find that you'll learn something new about people in your own family or your own team or the people you live with um, that you hadn't heard them express uh, out loud. Because sometimes, mm. especially with dreams and wishes, we keep them pretty close to our chest and we're scared to say them out loud. But I think this is a really good one to help us get over that. So this is our community. Oh, sorry, did anyone have any other thoughts on that? No, I love yeah. going around the table mm, and doing it right. like, like at dinner. Um, or even in the car when you yes. are yeah. driving, road trip, like, yeah. whether it's road trip or like going to soccer practice. I know soccer is not actually that big, but I, don't don't do this, right? You're allowed, allowed to don't do this. <laughs> okay. we, I would I would like Gail would be like 
put her head on a pillow and start going to sleep and be like, yes. I hope in like in five years I want to like yeah. this huge thing. Don't do it that way. <laughs> don't do it. You mean when you're trying to get to sleep, don't do it? When she's trying oh, to get to sleep, I'm all fired up. That's me too. Right. Hey, the, by the way, right, right. <laughs> so like I said at the beginning, any one of these five you could do as a round-the-dinner conversation or an individual thing, or you might pick two if you have time to do two, um, or you might try and do the whole five at the end of the day, maybe as you're washing the dishes or something like that. So it's really up to you, but we really would love you to pick one to practice this week. And just as a summary of this skill, this um, slide is up, and it is... It's designed to help us increase our awareness within ourselves of our God-given value and to build healthy relationships with others, as Tom started with. Who you can do it with, your spouse, your children, your extended family, those of you that visit, maybe shut in mums and dads or grandmas, and that might be a fun conversation to have with them when you go visit. Um, and it should be short, brief, like we said, maybe just five minutes. It can be, like Rachel said, in the car, at the dinner table. Um, it doesn't have to be a you know, really formal, sit down, we're going to do this kind of thing. Just make it part of conversation and see how the people in your life respond. So that's skill one. Congratulations, you made it through. Um, it's the start of, I think there's eight, but I'm not sure how we're going to pace all the skills. And um, I hope you're looking forward to going through this as much as I am, because I think this is really practical. Even though you might cringe at first at the thought of doing this, I really encourage you to try it, because um, you will see benefits, no doubt, as you become more emotionally healthy in your relationships. So you guys, let us know what, what you think about yeah. this. What's your response? Email, text, reach out to, reach out to one of us. Like Leanne was suggesting, practice it. You know, take some time to do this, maybe one at a time at dinner, how, whatever it looks like. And we would love to hear how this, how this goes throughout your, through your week. Yeah, and we'll put a, a link up that you can click on to get these five things and a, an explanation of each one so that if you're thinking, I can remember three out of five <laughs> tomorrow when you go to start this, you can print that out, stick it on the fridge, um, have it handy so that you can try this this week.